situated. Yeah, by which I mean I'm just going to lie down and go to sleep. So wake me up <laughs> when there's something good that I can say. Episode 12, plans are optional. I have nothing good to say. <laughs> the second time we've done this. Um, but not today. We did it yesterday. It's now Tuesday. We tried to do it without Marty, and that was a massive collapse. We ended up getting uh, Neil's wife in as a stand-in, or a part of the podcast sometimes. She's yet to be announced, I guess. But uh, I see. We didn't get audio from someone. I see. You were trying to replace me, and you couldn't. So, yeah. And you couldn't. We tried to replace you, Marty, and we replaced you with the sound of silence recorded. <laughs> I guess that's a fair trade. Recorded into my wife's. Yeah. Well, no, which is why we're here today to redo. You know, I still might publish that one. But uh, no, actually, I had a few positive things to say about you on that one, Marty. Now the world will never know. Oh. <laughs> you could always uh, send him your little audio clip of, of, of your nice comments yeah. offline. I could. Or I can just say I did them and yeah. never show the world or Marty. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Uh, Marty wasn't able to record yesterday because he was out of town, I just yeah. learned. I didn't really know where he was. I just knew... I remember a slight conversation with him where he said that he couldn't record and we should reschedule, but then none of us rescheduled. So, where I was you, in Leavenworth, Washington, Little Bavaria, in June, not October. It was quaint and fun. But not a lot of drunk people. You know Bavaria is there the entire year? Yes. Yes. Okay. But usually it gets and a you lot know, of people for Oktoberfest and then also Christmas time. So um, there we go. Well, fun. What'd you go there for? <sighs> I went there for a work conference. So a conference in Leavenworth? Yes. We do we do these Why? trainings and workshops and things and Leavenworth just happened to be. I understand location. that, but why there? Because they like to move them around the state. So I work for uh, the government or for uh, the education system. So wouldn't it make more sense just to have a centrally located place? Well, Leavenworth is actually fairly central to the state, so. The state is not just Seattle or Olympia, um, but Leavenworth is, uh, on, I believe, on the Wenatchee River, and it's north central, um, and so it's it's good. I mean, we went to um, Blaine, Washington, for one of these things uh, a couple summers ago, and that's like right at the peninsula, looking into Canada, so like. Leavenworth was a lot closer. Um, both were beautiful. Close, Yeah, closer for you. Right. But I'm just saying, it's not actually that central. <laughs> well, government. You did say government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not necessarily efficient. It's fair. Uh, and yesterday, 
What was that? I dropped Monday. Oh. <laughs> yesterday He's was Monday. Things around. <laughs> no, yesterday was Monday. So we talked yeah. about a few things. I can't remember them. I can't remember them all. But we did come up with a conversation on. Uh, I asked Neil if his wife was a wine. What kind would she be? And then we were thinking it'd be good to have Marty here, being you know a little bit about wine. But I wanted to ask you the question, Marty. If you had to describe yourself as a wine, what kind of wine would you be? How would you describe yourself? Oh, um, that is a good question. Um, I think I'd be a, I think I'd be a Cab Franc, because I uh, I wouldn't be for everybody, <laughs> but it's also a Bordeaux grape. Um, <laughs> You know, you got to have a certain taste for a Cab Franc. Cab Franc was uh, used for a, a blending grape for a long time, and now it's becoming more in style um, to have its own varietal bottle. And it's it hits you at the front part of your tongue a bit and front to mid mid palate. And it it's just a lot of berry. It's just a lot of, you know, it's got some funkiness to it. And it depends on who makes it and whatnot. But... Um, it's not a wine that gets a lot of attention. There's like Cab Sauve, Cabernet Sauvignon, and that's Cab Sauve is a, a, a splice off of Cab Franc and Sauvignon Blanc. Um, and so putting them together, you get Cab Sauve. Um, but Cab Franc is just, it's a little out there. It's just not, it's not for everybody. I can get different flavors and it's just... Yeah, that's what I would be. I'd be a Cab Franc. <laughs> so you would be, you're, you're, you would be coming into style. You'd be a little bit funky, and just the tip, and a little bit controversial. <laughs> <laughs> that's about you, all I you got. You went from there. That. <laughs> I, I would be. I would be the front part just of your palate, tip. front to mid part. So it would be more than more than just <laughs> the tip. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the back okay, palate, Marty. But. We get it. But you said the tip of the tongue, all right? Just the tip you on the tip of the tongue. You don't have to ruin the joke. Anyways, that was a lot more in depth than I went. I said, I don't know. I'd probably be a sangria, bottom of the barrel. You're fortified yeah. with brandy? Is that what you are? If that is what it is, then yes. Why not? I think I said my wife would be a... Fo- Your wife would be a what? A f- uh, what was it? A... A full-bodied blend. A full-bodied blend. That's all. Like a full-bodied blend. No, no. Your wife's like a, your wife's somewhere. Is it blend? Oh, is she? Yeah. You've okay. tasted Neil's wife. No, no, I haven't. What is the what is the characteristic of a Merlot that so Merlots makes her a Merlot? Merlots can be very soft and uh, kind of very floral. Your wife likes flowers and everything but also um one thing with the merlot that at the very end there can be a kind of a uh after like after something at the back end of your palate and it's kind of like her sharp a bit of her, sh- her sharp <laughs> uh kickback wit to just kind of put you in, in her in your place so floral um mm. and just you know has has you think you think it's it's done, but then she comes back and hits you hard. So, there you go. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds sounds about accurate. And uh, 
Did you write all that down, Neil? Oh, uh, yeah, I write it all down. Oh, and uh, Mer- perfect. In you can head. use that. Merlot, Merlots can also cause headaches. I should. Oh. <laughs> Can't any kind of wine, if you drink too much, cause a headache? Uh, mostly in women, yes. They the tannins cause headaches, um, but uh, Merlots typically um, do as well. More so, it seems like. But um, not saying your wife causes headaches, Neil. But I'm just saying it's one of the things. That's no, fair. That's fair. So what is uh, so what is Neil? We didn't really get to that part. Well, I, Neil, what are you? I, I have no idea. I think you're boxed wine. Boxed wine? <laughs> Why am I boxed wine? <laughs> you're enjoyable <laughs> enough, and you're great at a party. Okay, but I lack I sophistication no. in class. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that 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 works. We <laughs> no, I we didn't know. say that. I'm cheap. I'm any. I'm I'm cheap in anyone's. You're a staple. A staple. <laughs> Franzia. Oh, yeah. So I'll take it. I, I thought maybe I could be a like a sweet wine, like a, a dessert wine or something, maybe. Like a dessert wine. Yeah. I I, I heard this question on another podcast today. Um, there, it wasn't like a Q and a, but they were asking questions and really good questions to get to know people. And so one of the questions was if you were part of a four course meal, which course would you be and why? And so one of the, one of the answers was dessert, of course, but I mean, you guys can answer that if you want. It just made me think about it. So on a four course meal, what's the fourth course? Or the first. dessert. No, so there's appetizer, entree, dessert. The, What's the fourth course? Is so, uh, there was a super salad, then the appetizer, then the entree, okay. then the dessert. Got it. That's challenging. I mean, if you're not going to be dessert one, you can be dessert here if you really yeah. want to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll I'll be dessert. Yeah. I'm. What would you be? Marty, I mean, I'm big enough that I'm probably could be the entree. There's a lot of good meat. You can get a lot of cuts of meat off of me. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, you can give it some good ribs. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the entree, even though I don't like being the main. That's a bit literal. <laughs> so li- literally. <laughs> I don't, even, I don't know. I don't even understand the question too well. Because um, I, I would think anyone would really want to be the entree, you know, the main course. There, you know, there, there are people that don't think of themselves in that way, which I understand. I don't think of myself as food. Uh, so, generally speaking. I mean, well, why not? Well, it's, it's a hypothetical question here, Marty. Okay, you don't actually have to go out and try Right. So, yourself. what are you? Are you going to be the the salad? And sounds different. Uh, no, I'll be an appetizer. I'll be an appetizer. I want to be an entree, but I can't make it. That's what. <laughs> I would like to think of myself as the final wafer in the Monty Python sketch. Oh. <laughs> Just one more 
in the Leifa. life of Brian, or not the life of Brian, the meaning of life. L- uh, no, uh, meaning yep. of life. Yeah, and he explodes. Yeah, that was a gross scene. Yes. There's a good question, though, while we're on Monty Python. Which Monty Python? Life of Brian, Meaning of Life, or Holy Grail? You guys are going to hate me. I haven't seen Life of Brian all the way through. No, I haven't seen Life of Brian all the way through. Oh, okay. Life of Brian is my my pick. Uh, That was my favorite. I would say I'm Life of Brian as well. Um, Just the the quick humor and kind of the yeah, one-liners were just too are good, more right? more me yeah. i mean exactly holy grail is probably my favorite out of all of those but you know it's hard to it's hard to you know he he dropped his shoe it's a sign we have to walk around and raise our shoe above our head like just like <laughs> it gets me i like that like it's people people's front of judea <laughs> Fuck off. We're the Judeans people's front. Don't forget to crack Suicide Squad. I'm hoping there's somewhere, someone somewhere listening to this podcast that is on the, on my level and is just as confused by this conversation. Yes, I, I do know um, the librarian um, here at the school. She hadn't watched a lot of monty python and so like i had to show her some clips of the show uh flying circus school school appropriate ones of course but it was um (laughs) just you can't help but laugh (laughs) it's monty python um you know dead parrots don't talk um i mean andrew's a lumberjack and he's okay minister of funny walks argument clinic i mean (laughs) those are those are classics um, and then not even getting to the yeah. movies of of everything. Like, um, I did read that uh, one of the Monty Pythons, one of the Pythons, is uh, doing really bad uh, with dementia um, lately. So, which one? Um, man, now I gotta Google it. Cause John, I used to. Um... John Cleese lived close to where I lived when I first moved out to the States and he would frequent the same bar that, uh, which is a, one of only two British bars, um, in the city. And so I would see him occasionally, um, when football matches were on, soccer matches, he would go, um, although that was like probably 10 years ago. Terry Jones, Terry Jones. Terry Jones, okay, yeah, yeah. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Now the question's answered. We know who. Yes. Um. <laughs> well, Andrew, do you got any more of these get to know you questions? Now that we've answered your wine part of the meal, Neil's which Python movie are you? I mean, I'm surprised nobody said Anaconda, um, but whatever. I have plenty of get-to-know-you questions, but I think we should save those for a day when Neil's wife actually decides to join us. Oh, yes. I think that could be fun. That would be fun, yeah. She would join us today if she wasn't sick. I hope she feels better. 
Yeah, I do too. Well, I kind of feel mixed. This, though, so she won't know I said that. Yeah, I kind of feel mixed because you guys tried to replace me with her, and then she couldn't hang. Well, she couldn't figure out the recording piece. She did really well. It was it was, it was going to be a pretty decent yeah. podcast, I think. You know, she yeah. did well. I think you both have your strengths. I wouldn't say we we're trying to replace you, but if you well, want to feel sorry for yourself, I'm 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 joking. You feel uh, threatened, Marty. I feel threatened. I do. I do hope she has a, a quick recovery from whatever ails her. Just has a cold, but came on fast. She feels kind of headache and all that fun stuff. So yeah, but. Marty, we know yes. you went to Leavenworth. Did you do anything else with your week? Um, with my week last week since we last recorded, um, not too much. Um, pulled a random trivia answer out of my brain that like <laughs> needed. The answer was a, related to Immanuel Kant. Um. And I was like, I that sounds like a book that he wrote, but I couldn't, I I couldn't be for sure, and I just went with it, and it was right. So uh, it was good. It was kind of the highlight of my week, you know. Critique of Pure Reason. That's the that's the book that uh, um, he wrote. I got that, got that answer. But Neil, how was your week? It was good. Um... We did a few things. We went wine tasting. That was why we had the conversation yesterday. Rega- well, that's how it came up. That's true. Yeah, regarding wine. Uh, so we had a nice day out on the weekend. Went to a couple of wineries, uh, tried some nice wines and with some good company. Um, my kids are finishing school, so they are now going to be in my hair for the next, like, 10 weeks. Um, you know what? They're your kids, <coughs> you know what? Neil. They're my kids. They are Neil? my kids. And any parent out there listening will understand what that Neil, means. at least you have hair. And um, I, I, I deal with True. other people's kids all yeah. year. So deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's that's my week. Just that's about it. Wasn't not too bad of a week, though. I, I, you know, I've actually never gone proper wine tasting. It's one of those things I still want to do at some point, but mm-hmm. I've just never put it together to do it. Um, yeah. I'll do it, it one day. It's I just fun. want to dress up and do it. Yeah, I mean, be it's, fancy. It's fun. Like I think there's a couple of ways to go about it. A lot of people just like to go from like winery to winery, do the tasting, sampling, hang out for half an hour, and then or maybe even an hour, and then move on. Um, but I think I personally prefer the idea you just find a nice winery that you like and then they have, you know, you can sit outside, you can have a picnic and just sort of hang around for a few hours. Um, that's more my pace of, of wine. How do you tasting. know you like that winery um, before you are without tasting? It, it, yeah, it helps to know before you go which winery you want to go to and know that they have enough, you know, space and all that, obviously. So that's kind of the the catch. That's kind of, I, I would get on board with that. I know on pub crawls I've done, 
I kind of want to just at some point settle down and mm-hmm. stay in one place. I don't yeah. like the frantic nature of going pub to pub to pub. Right. Uh, so definitely I wouldn't want to be too busy. I think that takes some of the enjoyment out of it for me. Yeah. Yeah. One of my fondest memories growing up in England was, you know, that we would do a lot of pub crawls, um, especially at night. But in the summer, when we got summer in England, which wasn't very often, but when we did, um, there's some really awesome country pubs and you could just find a really great country pub in the middle of nowhere and you just sit outside in the pub garden <laughs> by the canal or the river and just drink and just have a great time with friends. I'd much prefer that kind of vibe than running around all the time, you know? Yeah, so that reminds me. There's this thing when I was going to school in Idaho. They called it the uh, the Beauville Run. Mm-hmm. And so I went to school in this place called Moscow. And so you would have a DD and you'd go from Moscow all the way out to Beauville, um, stopping at every bar and having a drink. By the time I went to school there, the bar in Beauville had closed down. And by the time we got out there, we, we brought, you know, a bottle of liquor or something to have a drink there. And then we were thinking about heading back. Then we decide, wait, why don't we go an extra 45 minutes out to this bar? Um, it was wild. It was a poor choice. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember. There's At one point, I was going through some stuff while moving, and I found pictures from that night because someone had either taken a regular, regular camera and developed the film, or there's a, I don't know, maybe one of those... Uh, well, what are those kind of cameras you have at a wedding? Yeah. Disposable cameras? Like Polaroids? Like disposable cam. Like a disposable camera. Yeah, I think... I don't know if someone had one of those, but somehow I ended up with this envelope with pictures from that night. And uh, I'm not... I don't regret any of it. I just wish I knew more about some of them. <laughs> Sound- <laughs> yeah. Like, no, memory, no memory of half Sounds like a good college story. Yeah. 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 I... I, I'm trying to remember, like, how I don't even know how many stops were actually in it. I'll, I'll count up the stops and I'll put that on. Uh, yeah, you should, because um, we had a very similar thing in my hometown. So we had this, there were two roads which ran coming into the center of town. There was the Kettering Road and the Wellingborough Road. And the Kettering Road had a few bars on it, maybe seven or eight. Uh, but the Wellingborough Road had significantly more maybe as many as 20 uh from from far end all the way into the town center and so as a young you know young kid or anyone at college um on friday and saturday nights people would be like just they would just go and do the welly road so you would start at one end and you'd get one drink in each bar and you'd just walk your way down and it would take you know four hours maybe five hours and then by the by the end of it, you were just a wreck, right? Everyone was a complete mess. <laughs> but you would then, that's when you would, you know, would then by that point, because you start in the evening, then it's hitting sort of like 11, 12 o'clock, the bars are closing, and then you either pass out or puke up or do whatever people do, go home, or you just keep going because now you're in the town center, so that's when, you know, you hit all the clubs, Um and then if you've got the stamina, you just keep going, you know, through the night or whatever. But yeah, the the Wellingborough Road was quite um, 
like realistically you wouldn't be able to do the welly road every bar every week um unless you were just a complete lunatic but uh you know you might you might do every other bar or something and by you know that's still that's still 10 drinks or whatever but uh yeah fun times for sure and then <laughs> interspersed among nowhere in was it were, were tons of indian restaurants so at some point someone's like ah oh, it's time to eat let's get food so everyone go and like eat ridiculously hot indian food while <laughs> drinking you know god knows what tons of beer and everything it's just it, it's just destru- it's just destruction self destruction uh, uh so i lived in new zealand for a little while and to go to the clubs, which were basically you know centered downtown, everyone would just you know grab their six pack or grab the drink, and it's uh, I don't know how long of a walk it was anymore, but it's probably forty five minute walk. So you have to keep up the level at which you're at, and then when you get there, hope you get in. Because <laughs> <laughs> so half you, the time you had already drank. So what? Too much, everyone would, would grab a six away. pack and walk. So you'd be drink walking, drinking on your way to the club. Yeah, up until okay. a certain point. Once you hit a certain point in the city, you couldn't have an open container. But um, for a while there, you could. Hmm. But yeah, it was it was about fifty fifty chance if you actually got into the club or not. Based on what the, looking by how much you had drink. Oh, how much you had drunk? That's funny. Oh. <laughs> uh. I just want to say it's not like you know somebody who could get you doing wine tastings. Just saying, Marty, that was a while ago. Yeah, but what? no, if I was ever to if I, <laughs> if I was ever to do a wine tour, I would actually you know I I don't know. It'd be fun if you just went along and actually enjoyed it rather than. Well, work, I don't drive, but um, I don't drive wine tours to work, anymore, so I could go with you. Well, what do you do? Do you do you serve yeah, I the pour, wine? I pour wine now. You 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 pull okay. So a buddy of mine, uh, I stopped driving tours this this summer or this winter, and uh, my buddy is like, "Hey, um, I need somebody to come sell wine," um, because he just became the head winemaker there. So I was like, "Yeah, I like you." What's the What's the proper term for a head winemaker? Winemaker. That's it. They're they're called winemakers. They're not like what about uh, top venter, head venter, or is that not a real thing? Am I, I am I confused? confused? What is a Somalia? That's a thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, there's a really good documentary on uh, on. It should be still on Netflix. It's called Psalm, and it's uh, about the sommelier's test, and you just essentially become a wine connoisseur and knowledgeable knowledgeable about wine the different regions the vintages and then um also how to serve it so there's to be a grand or master sommelier you you have two parts of the test you have the written test which is wine theory and like your your basic knowledge of or complex knowledge at that level of the winemaking process and then the other part is the service part where uh no, I guess there's a service part. So there's three parts of the test. A service part where they have different requests of like how and what wine you would serve at different meals. And then they have the, the written test. And then the last one, which is really hard, is the blind taste 
Um, so you have six glasses in front of you and you have no idea what they are, but you have to taste them, say the, the wine, the, where it's from the label and the vintage. Like there's a list of criteria all from just tasting this one glass. And so like 97% of people that take the test fail. So Hmm. it does sound kind of hard. Yes. While you were explaining that, I took the liberty of looking up Vinter. Okay. And I found it on Urban Dictionary. (laughs) 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 It just says a guy from Denmark that is a research scholar and eats too much cheese. (laughs) Oh, weird. It has more dislikes than likes. So (laughs) I just think, but that's the best I could find. So. Yeah, it's something, but it's not at all what I thought. Uh, I thought it sounded legit. Like Vinter sounds like a real well, yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I think Vintner is a winemaker. I... A guy from Denmark who. <laughs> guy from Denmark. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to know the story about some of these things that end up on Urban Dictionary. A producer of wine is what a Vintner is. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't realize when you were saying that. So is Urban Dictionary like a crowdsourced um, content then? It just gets, it's user-created? User yes. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, I didn't realize but, but, that. And that's why you can, you know, vote like for certain like. answers Ooh. or, yeah, you get to vote for certain Guys, answers. we should make yeah. our own entry right now for plans are optional. Our own, oh, no, probably not. You don't want to be the person that tries to define yourself you let other right. people do that for you, Marty. I think what we could do is we could start using a new word and use it so often in the podcast that maybe we can get it onto Urban Dictionary. We have to think of the word and what it means. But Neil, stop trying to make fetch happen. Fetch isn't going to happen. Yes. Fetch? What's fetch? Neil, you are fetch. You are fetch. <laughs> okay. I thought I was a box of wine. <laughs> Andrew just has like his head in his hands. <laughs> Making notes. I have to make notes. I got to edit this tonight. <laughs> oh, man. That's true. We're a day late. So in order to get it out for our Wednesday morning deadline. And that's, uh, that's rough. after my trip to Leavenworth, I'm a few dollars short. No, well, I got steined. <laughs> <laughs> they're not mugs, they're steins, Neil. So so were you the only uh, drunk um, tourist you, you were representing in like pre-Octoberfest? Uh, well, no, there were, there were other of us that were there, but we were, it was a work thing. So like, you know, dinner and socializing, you know, that's afterwards and um you know, I right. lost a game of shuffleboard, which it doesn't happen very often, and I just was bad. So um, I'm gonna blame it on the on the altitude of Leavenworth. <laughs> you can't blame anything on altitude. Uh, I c- <laughs> well, you could blame like long distance running on altitude, but I'm not so sure about shuffleboard. But uh, yeah, just I, I I didn't play very well last night. <laughs> It, it, it wasn't, wasn't your home court. It was a long board. 
Yeah. You had to get used to the land. Um, but yeah, that was it was good. Like walking around there. Um I did make a purchase today that I'm pretty excited about. Um so I really like the game Pandemic. Have you guys played Pandemic? Uh-huh. I th- uh, think I yes. may have done. I can't remember. It sounds so, familiar. Uh, they have this version of it. It's called Pandemic Legacy, where you really need to play with the same group of people multiple times because every time you play the game, it changes the board and it changes like how things work in a story to it. And so um, I'm, I finally picked it up after years of looking at it and wanting it and just being like, well, you know what? I'm going to buy it. So I did. And I'm, yes. It's a board game. So you're okay. trying to save the world from different uh, diseases. And you're, you each have, every person who's playing has a different role of what's going on. So it's pretty cool. Sounds interesting. They have a, sounds, they have a risk version fun. too. Uh, where that also changes, like you can play like so many times. So last, yeah, well, I guess yesterday. I was gonna say last week, but yesterday, we tasked Neil with finding an article, and he found an article about Justin Bieber calling out Tom Cruise. I, I believe. Yeah, on Twitter for to fight him in the octagon. <laughs> we didn't have. A lot to talk about in regards to it. Why not? You could have so much to think. talk about that. I thought we would have more to talk about than we actually found. Um, it it ended pretty quickly. Um, it, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just, I think it came down to, okay, two guys with a pretty decent net worth can spend enough on trainers to get in some sort of fighting hey, shape, hey, I'm sure. Justin Bieber's but. got the footwork. He's got youth. Yeah, he's short and he's Canadian and he's... Well, I don't know that he's really nice. Um, and it's Justin Bieber. Bieber. Um, but, you know, Tom Cruise is older. He's more but, athletic. He's got, you know, he, you know, he's put more muscle on and everything. And plus, Bieber has the really punchable face. So, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. What 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 makes a punchable face? Why do you want to punch I, him I'm in the face? Saying, he's known I'm just for saying, that, isn't he? Bieber. <laughs> No, no, Marty, answer the damn question. What makes him have a punchable face? It has a nose. I I don't know. <laughs> that's that's actually probably the best answer I've ever okay. heard <laughs> in regards to that question. But you, you made it specific for him, so I just wanted you to get like, all that out on the table. But, I mean, like, like Tom Cruise, like, he kind of ruined Katie Holmes. Like, uh, yeah, they have cute yeah. kids or children but man like katie holmes was in you know uh what was it dawson's creek and and she was in batman begins and i actually liked her in batman begins and then they recast her for the dark knight i don't know if it was because of tom cruise or anything but maggie jill maggie so you don't know maggie jill and hall was not katie hold on, holmes hold on. and i'm gonna say that that was tom cruise's fault that she was not in there so like I could see, I could see why just. So you don't Bieber know if it was, but you're yes. just saying it is. I'm on the internet. I can be wrong. All right. Solid evidence. That's true. So, okay, fine. And, um, and a lot of people were saying online that they believe that Tom Cruise is training in various tactical and and um, 
fighting training that he's probably picked up over the years from all of his movies um, may be, you know, a, a small advantage too. So I, I'll a... buy that. I mean, I know I buy that with like Keanu or someone because Keanu's just like a walking badass at this point for all the training he's got. But I'm sure Tom Cruise. I'm has, pretty has sure Tom Cruise has more training than Keanu Reeves when it comes to stuff like that. I doubt that because Keanu Reeves is known for doing everything himself, but I don't think Cruz always did all of his own um, training and stunts and everything. But Ke- Keanu did everything through his I whole mean, career. Like he, he's really like there was actually a, a an article um, that someone wrote, and they were talking about Keanu's um, tactical gun, you know, mm-hmm. skills, and how he's just insanely good. Um, from all the years and years of, of, of gun training he's had to do yeah. for all his different roles and things. I've seen, I've seen a few videos of him actually doing his tactical training and he definitely impressive. Um, I had no intention of recovering the article that we talked about yesterday. <laughs> I was well, I, didn't, I do have an article, um, but I, I did see that and I, I, like, I wanted to talk to people about that yesterday and I couldn't. No, you have to hold I, it inside, Marty. That was yesterday's uh, news. Well, no, you spoke about it today. Yes, so it is out. out. So um, out. here's uh, <laughs> here's the article for you. Um, metal thieves steal rail bridge in Russia. Yes. So like. Okay. Yeah. I know people go around and they pick up loose metal and whatnot because like you can take it in and people buy it and sell it down and it's one one way to to get money i mean that that's yeah scrapping scrapping metal scrapping but in russia they made off with a whole segment of a bridge Hmm. well how big was the bridge (laughs) um they left two supports so they took the main span of the bridge over um uh Supports were probably yeah. concrete and or so, stone. Um, looking, but it was for a train, twenty-three so meters long. Wow, that's quite 20... long. Okay, I'm a little more impressed. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure it didn't happen overnight, huh. but man. <laughs> so they. Do have they found the people who stole them? Because I mean, in order to do that, you're gonna have a few pieces of equipment, right? You're gonna have guys operating for. Um, residents first noticed the disappearing bridge in May. A picture post. Wait, they first started. (laughs) It was just like a little bit at a time. A little bit at a time. Yeah. Gradually, no one will notice. There's a guy coming out with a with a cutting torch. Um, says a chunk can still see be seen resting in the middle of the river. Suggesting the structure was first brought down and then taken apart piecemeal. So, like, pretty um, committed. Yes. That's, that's pretty crazy. So, is the rail line at, before it was stolen? Before the bridge was stolen, was the right rail no. line still in use? It had been a uh, dead track. Okay. So, were the tracks it scavenged as well? Like it, not from the article. Huh. But what? What? Go for it. I was just gonna ask. Does it say what kind of material it was specifically? Uh, no. 
Yeah. Removed a metal structure 23 meters so, the- long, weighing 56 tons. Um, the bridge was disused and the tracks were lifted long ago, according to the state newspaper. Okay, so the tracks were already taken off the actual bridge, so they were probably taken off mm-hmm. leading up to it. Um, okay. So, if you're going to steal a bridge to either scrap the metal or fashion it for your own purpose, what do you do that for in Russia? <laughs> I, I I don't... Uh, repeat the question. If you were going to steal a bridge to either, sc- you know... I guess you could scrap it and sell it, but if you're going to actually just steal the bridge and refashion the material for yourself, what would you be doing that for in Russia? Like, what's uh, the purpose? A rocket, clearly, or my own tank, or um. <laughs> so, so the government. <laughs> I mean, is, maybe, okay. maybe the only the only people in Russia building rockets are the government, right? So why would the government? You don't steal know the Russian bridge? people. They're very. Ingenious, very smart scientists. They are. I'm not saying they are. They, I'm saying, why would you steal your own bridge? You could just take it. It wouldn't be a theft. Just. Um, but if we're going to go with cliches, then maybe they're building it for like a, a reinforced um, vodka storage facility. I mean, I just watched Chernobyl. Maybe they're building a nuclear uh, containment structure for uh, the for the. Um, uh, Fallout, the, the the disaster that happened at Chernobyl. Yeah, but the disaster at Chernobyl isn't spreading. Well, because they built a containment it, structure. It seems more likely... I mean, it seems most likely they're just... It's just for money. Right. Wouldn't you think? Um, well, at the very yeah. bottom of this article, it says, In 2017, a 10-meter-long Soviet-era anti-aircraft missile exploded at a recycling center after being sold for scrapped. <laughs> like oh wow this is a this is a huge problem in russia of things like this like um the theft of me- T- wait hold on 10 meter long yes so they just took the missile and it was it was actually active. Yeah. The theft of metal objects. Yeah, yeah. 10 meters. It says though? 10 m long soviet era anti-aircraft yeah like sounds reasonable what in the what in the hell are they trying to take down an aircraft 10 meters Hmm. they must have made him big back then (laughs) made sure that they take that 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 could take a chunk out of the moon if you try hard enough (laughs) yeah but you need you need the propellant i mean airplanes travel pretty fast like that's what does it say on the ten meter? How big the actual projectile was on that? I mean, on that missile, what what was the no, size of the projectile? It's like literally the last little sentence of the Marty. You should have spent more time looking into this. <laughs> I found. Right? I thought I've changed I found you to this be article skeptical. literally a minute before we started. I, I, you're lucky. I got through it as far as I did. Like. Yep. 10 meters? The thing, you know, the thing that the thing that blows my mind going back to the bridge is I know that when I moved into my house, there was the previous owner had installed a bunch of wrought iron fences um, along the house in weird, in a weird way. So we 
got rid of it. And by we, I mean I got some tools and I cut it all apart. And man, that shit is heavy. Like, once you start piling that stuff up, it's it's insanely heavy. And I put it up on Craigslist for someone to come and take. You know, same idea, just come and get some free metal and go scrap it. Because um, I don't have a truck or anything to dispose of it. And this guy comes and he puts it in the back of this dinky little truck. And it was so heavy, like his the the tail of his truck was like grinding along the road when he left. And I was just like, dude, you're so going to get pulled over. Because it was the most precarious arrangement of mm-hmm. raw iron, you know, steel. But 56,000 tons of, that's just ridiculous. Uh, that that I mean to not be noticed. <laughs> they noticed the day after. Yes, they noticed. Sure. <laughs> so I found the BBC. I found the BBC news article on this from August eleventh of two thousand seventeen. As far as the uh, stone Russian missile explodes after being sold for scrap, and indeed, ten meters. I need to. Things huge. Anti-aircraft. That's the part that hung me up. Ten well, you're, you're going to need to I post that article on the on the Facebook page as well. I'll think about it. I might not. But okay, so if they if they have a ten meter, like if they have that big of a missile for anti-aircraft, who has aircraft that big America to warrant that? Okay, and what does what what does America have that we don't know about? That's why America. I want to know now. We got everything. No, no guesses, no Ten ideas. Ten meters doesn't seem that big to me. Not for like a, a reasonably sized aircraft. I mean, aircraft's pretty large. They are, but uh, I mean, engines are huge. Yeah. So ten meter, a ten meter uh, missile. Yeah, okay, maybe it's a little large, but you know, you've got to hit the target. It's got to. It's got to have guidance so. system, computers, explosives, or whatever. Whatever else is in it. That's um, not that bad. Oh come on, rockets. Oh, it just seems. It seems larger. Maybe it, you know. Maybe I've just never spent a lot of time around anti-aircraft missiles. Man, I should. You need to play more, more like Command that. and Conquer when you were little. But, uh, nope, didn't play any of that. I love that I'm game. Just, that like, was great. The, those missiles, like, or even playing like GI Joes, like, those were commonplace. Like, I don't know why you're shocked by that. It just seems seems large. That's all. Well, I want to see it in action. Maybe I'm just. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some research. I'm gonna spend my time looking at this rather than editing this podcast. It won't get out on time. Peter's gonna yeah, be we, so next mad. Next week we want to know that. The average, the average size, width, and and depth of anti-aircraft missiles by country, by decade. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very involved. Um, yeah, but that's that's the least we we expect. Well, how about I get the, uh, I'll get the southern hemisphere. You get the northern hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> How's about no? <laughs> oh come on, Neil. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll swap with you. No, too late. I tell you what, Marty gets the 
So then you get the northern, I'll get the equator. Anything directly on the equator, I'll take that. No. No, no. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no, no. You can't give away the north. The north remembers. Right? Andrew, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when we originally did this episode yesterday, I found out there's only six episodes in the last season. And so I had... A, I was one episode away, and I finished it last night, so I'm done. So you, wow, you're done. Congrats. Wow, that was impressive. What do you think? Yeah, Thoughts? impressive. Uh, I'm excited for the books. I'm still excited for the books to come out and flesh a little, a little bit of this out. But I don't understand everyone being disappointed, honestly. But I think I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you too. I I think it was a little bit rushed, sure. But a little, a little bit, but not too bad necessarily. I mean, I I, I mean, it's interesting think... to hear it coming from somebody who actually sat down and didn't have to wait two years to see the last six episodes because you literally just came along and binged it all in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's the experience that from this point forward, almost anybody getting into the show mm-hmm. is going to have. So, because you had so much, you know, leading up to it, maybe it didn't seem as bad for you as a as a viewer as it did for some other people, because they had such high expectations. They they even missed a year, right? Like HBO, they took a year out, and so everybody had such high expectations, and maybe that was a little bit much for them, and then they got a little disappointed. So my my question yeah. to you is, what what did you think of uh, John and Danny? Okay, so you remember the episode um, a couple weeks ago? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there, there. We talked about favorite trivia names, and I said I there is one that was really good, and so I knew a little bit. I mean, there's parts you can't avoid, and there's parts from reading the books that you get inferred a little bit. So my favorite trivia name, I didn't bring it up. I didn't write it on uh, our Twitter or on Facebook, but the, my favorite one I've heard is 50% Stark. Fifty percent Targaryen, one hundred percent fucking my aunt. <laughs> uh, it's pretty bad, but uh, as far as John Danny goes, I mean, I always, I wouldn't have been surprised if had gone really anyway. I think, I think part of the problem is people probably want John to succeed or even Daenerys to succeed because she was a very likable character for a good part of it. But I guess rushing through it or watching it all at once, you see her decline through the seasons. It's not just the one episode at the end there where she turns. Like, there is a decline and her losing it. And you definitely notice that in the books as well. She, so she she's not as lovable, you know, as I guess some people may view her. And John, his whole thing has always been loyalty and so I'm not surprised he ends up back with the Night's Watch. Well, there you mm-hmm. Whether it was his choice or not. So I don't, yeah. As far as the, the twist that they're related, it makes sense because if you, if you look at the character that they portrayed for Ned Stark, he was always honorable. And so the idea that he would have a bastard mm-hmm. never really lined up obviously yes yeah i'll I'll go with that i mean i think you're right i i think that danny was never that 
at least to me, she was never that lovable. I mean, she always had a a very um, she had a dark side even from the very beginning, um, and she was always very very you know unbendingly focused um, after season one on you know becoming this messiah uh, basically mm-hmm. uh, you know liberator. Yeah, it's, it's- as soon as she had her dragons, yeah, she felt like that was a sign that right the world is hers, mm-hmm. you know. And so from that point forward, it was one point directing towards the Iron Throne. And that's all she wanted. You know, the point where they're talking and she finds out John is actually the fifth Aegon Targaryen and she just, she doesn't care. She doesn't deny it one bit, but she doesn't care. And so at that point, she's not denying that that's who he is, but she doesn't care and the throne's hers. Right. So regardless of her family loyalty, she wants it. You know, yeah. that, that selfishness comes through really strong right then. Well, so what, what's next on the watch list? I vote Chernobyl. I, yeah. Chernobyl? It's five episodes. Um, five episodes. You've been into... Mm. I mean, did you see Good Omens Not yet? yet? I'll, I'll watch Good no, Omens. I, you guys no. watch Chernobyl. All right, fine. And when are I, you guys going to watch SG-1? Um, about that. <laughs> <laughs> how many How many episodes are there of SG-1? Uh, I assume there's a lot, no? There's There's only 10 seasons with oh, about that's 20, what, okay. 20, hey. 20. Yeah, I'll have that done on each. Tuesday. So easy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem. A couple movies thrown in, and then once you know, you once you get about halfway through SG One, you gotta go through Atlantis as well because it's also very good. I I watched some of Atlantis. I actually really liked Atlantis when it came out. Um, probably more than SG. Not that I saw a lot of SG, but Atlantis I thought was quite a compelling compelling show. It grew on me for sure, but yeah. we don't have to talk about that right now. No. I will watch. Um, what what do I watch? Good Omens or Chernobyl? We can probably get through all both of those by the time we have our next episode here. Yeah, they're both short. If Chernobyl's only five episodes, Good Omens is only six. So and that's you just, I mean, you just did eight seasons of Game of Thrones in two weeks, so I reckon you're good. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't quite like was three it really. Weeks. It, it wasn't was very, two weeks. It, it, it was like many. three. It was maybe three. Yeah. Once you really got going, though, bear in mind you kind of had a bit of a of a slow start, and then boom. Last week you were up to season four, and this week you're finished. You just got to mm-hmm. get through it. All right. Eye on the prize. I learned a lot from Daenerys. Anyways, I will see which what I can get done with. It'll give me four days maybe <laughs> to try to get that done i don't think that'll work but um yeah my my only reservation with chernobyl is it, it, it just the name of it and the and the topic just seems like it's probably pretty depressing it right? is you don't want to watch it just like yeah neil that's, that's you're not okay. meant to be a happy guy you know life's depressing enough without but you know what watching depressing shit that really some happened of it, that's the worst part some of it's it like, though oh is God, a is testament real. to the people who sucked it up and did what they had to do to prevent something a lot oh. worse like 
you're going to read about or learn about the miners that went in there and like they are uh-huh. like like basically giving them yeah giving i mean they, their like none of them lived past 45 yeah. and right. like that was i mean that was part of the communist spirit was like for the state for the good of the people for like we have this duty and like it really it really hits home and you kind of like the power of the human spirit and there's like you learn some things too um in there just about the history of it and um there's a scene in the in the first episode where people are gathering to watch like the reactor fire from like a good distance away and there's ash and things like falling down around them kind of like snow and you kind of just like oh well yeah well you you kind of know that that's radiation and all this stuff and it's not good for them but then they don't address that again, really. Like they bring it up in another episode, like but those characters, and at the very end, they, it's like a memorial bridge now. Like this, like ah, oh, it's so sad. But I mean, just learning all the history of it is is, it's interesting. It's cool. Um, one of the articles I was gonna do tonight was that how people are actually tourism boost is being boosted to the area because of the tv show people are going to chernobyl and uh russia doesn't like the the um the publication of what happened the the show and so they're actually going to be making their own show that um that it kind of accuses the the united states of sabotage or and making and being responsible for the disaster so huh it's um it's interesting. That actually sounds like it could be a mm-hmm. good story. <laughs> but um, all right, I have a podcast to edit. I have ten episodes of two shows to watch, and Neil has Rocket League to play. I think yes, yes he does, and it's time for me to go home. So, all right. So, what should our listeners do? Uh, check out our Facebook page. Plans are optional. Um, still needing some team names uh, on the Utter Tugger post. Um, I did check the merchandise for the Utter Tuggers, and they sold out within five hours. So, Andrew, I was trying to get us hats, and they sold out real quick. I'm really like, disappointed. I, it was going to be a surprise for your birthday, and you know, and because and I can't get them. <laughs> um. <laughs> and now so, it's time to um, move on Neil where else can they find us <coughs> you can find us on Facebook I, I said that <laughs> I thought you said Twitter oh Twitter optional plans Twitter yeah <laughs> well if you're listening now you can find us doubly on Facebook now you really won't miss us alright Twitter optional plans right <laughs> do you even listen to me <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah, I listened to you. I thought you said Twitter. I missed. I I didn't listen to you. <laughs> you're right. At least you're honest yeah. about it, dude. I had a fifty-fifty chance of getting that right. No, no, you and you I just failed. <laughs> yeah, I could have said Twitter or Facebook, and one was what you said and one was what you didn't.